Hello and welcome to Behind the Bible with Pastor Liz. We're going to be talking about the book of Micah. This Sunday, next Sunday in worship, we're going to be looking at a, a section, a little passage of Micah that's very familiar, which is, what does the Lord require of you? To do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. But we're going to talk about it in a little bit more context. We're going to broaden our view. We're going to take a little bit of a wider range look at that. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of background in Micah because we can't read the whole book. I encourage you to read the whole book. It's only seven chapters. It won't take you long. It gives you more context about those those verses that have become so familiar to us. Micah's format is very particular. Micah, the prophet's sayings have been taken by someone else and put together in this format. The editor did something predictable, made it predictable. So you, what you have in Micah is always a, a doom saying and then a hope saying. So the doom saying is things like, you've been very naughty, you've been very bad, you've been a bad, bad boy, and God deserves to punish you. And then it's followed by a, but if you come back, if you hold up your end of the bargain, then God will continue to be merciful for you as God always has been. And so there's three predictable cycles of this, of a doom saying and then a hope saying. So we got chapter one and two as the first section, chapter three, four, and part of five as the second section, and then half of five through to the end of chapter seven as the third section, all with a doom hope cycle. And these are based off of what is known as a court trial format. So in the Old Testament, this happens in the prophets, in lots of places, lots of the prophets use this format. And this is the idea that God has decided to sue the people for breach of contract, that God set up these covenants, these contracts with people and the people of Israel, and God has held up their, God's end of the bargain, and the people have not, that they have fallen away, that they have consistently breached the terms of their contract. Where was the contact formed and how, you might ask? How does one get into a contract with God? And these are the covenants that we have been talking about all fall. But in general, covenants are an agreement. They're a legally binding agreement between two parties. Depending on whose opinion, whose scholarship you follow, there are two types of contracts in the Old Testament. One is the mutual agreement contract. And so this says that God and the people come to the table as equal partners and they negotiate the terms of the contract. They agree on what the contract is going to be, what God's responsibilities are going to be, and what the people's responsibilities are going to be. And then they sign it with some sort of a religious act, a, a sacrifice often, or a meal, or the creation of, of an altar of some sort. But it's signed, and the people promise to hold up their end of the, the bargain. Or if you follow the other track, if you follow the other the group, they say, it's no, no, it's more like the Sumerian style of contract. And in Sumer, which was an ancient city-state, a covenant was always done between a vassal and the king. So a vassal is somebody who owes allegiance to the king, basically everybody else in the kingdom, <laughs> that... The covenant is the king saying, these are all the things I have done for you. These are all the ways I've been good to you. And this is what you owe me in response. Either way, either way you read the covenant, there is an agreement between two parties. And the prophets are always telling, reminding the people that they haven't hold, held up their end of the bargain. 
There are six covenants in the Old Testament that are formed. The first is the Edenic covenant, which is in the Garden of Eden. The second is the Noahic covenant, which is made with Noah. The third is the Abrahamic covenant. There's the Sinaic covenant, which is made between Moses and the people. The Levitic covenant, which is made between Aaron on behalf of the tribe of Levi and God. And then the Davidic covenant. And each of these are sealed and signed with some form of religious act. And it's a way, they're they're all actually a renewal of a covenant, the first covenant that God made with the people in Eden, that God would be their God and they would be God's people. So Micah puts the people on trial on behalf of God. Prophets are always doing this in the Old Testament. God is the defendant. God is the, or maybe the prosecutor. I'm not sure how, never been sure how lawsuits work, who's the prosecutor and who's the defender. But God is putting the people on trial and saying, hey, You've done, you've done bad things. The prophet holds up a mirror to their behavior and says, don't you feel remorse for what you've done? And in this way, we can see, and the prophet explains to them, that God's punishment is not a vindictive act. It's not God being angry or mean. It's not a hateful God. It's not a different God than we see in the New Testament. It's just a God who says, you made a promise and you haven't held up your end of the bargain. You haven't kept your promise. And just like with all the people in our lives that we make promises to about how we're going to treat each other, about what we're going to do, how we're going to share the load, it is right and justified for God to be upset at our behavior when we don't keep up our end of the promise, when we don't do the things that God requires them to us to do. And so God is calling them back to the terms of the agreement. It's not irrational. It's not hateful. It's not a punishment just to be mean or to punish people for their sin. It is an act of reconciliation that God is desiring with his people. It's coming from a place of mercy, a place of justice, where God wants to be at the table again with us, to break bread with us again. God wants us to hold up our end of the bargain. And so when we hear the words, what does the Lord require of you? It's a reminder that we made a promise to God. That Adam and Eve and Abraham and Noah and Moses and Aaron and David and Jesus and Paul made an agreement with God on our behalf. And so when we don't hold up our end of the contract, our end of the agreement, We're breaking God's heart because God is holding up God's end of the covenant. So justice isn't about inflicting pain or punishment on people. It's about calling us back to the table, reminding us of the promises that we made, and asking us to begin again. God bless.